Hello and welcome to the September 1st edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I am the host. Joining us today are Simon. Yo, what's up? Uh, and also joining us is someone who only appeared once before, but will be joining us hopefully for many more times, Adam. Hey. And of course, we have David. How's it going? Yeah, I'm He's not tired. I am tired. Feeling tired? Yeah. Feeling one out? Too many video games? You know what I'm tired of? Too many everything. That's my life. I'm tired of not being able to log into Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Good segue. Aren't we all? <laughs> no, not a segue. It's not a segue because we're not going to talk about that until later. There's a lot to talk about with Final Fantasy XIV, and of course we will be spending a good chunk of time discussing that. But of course, first off, what we want to do is, um, I mean, we have two big titles that we like to discuss today. The first one we'll be going over is uh, Tales of Zillia which Simon had a chance to review earlier this month. Actually, last month, I guess now, yeah. since it's September 1st. <laughs> My timeline's way off now. Month. Yeah, so, of course, yeah. So, um, Simon, what did you think about that game after reviewing the uh, import version for us about a year? I think it was a year ago? Two years ago, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was like yeah. a year and a half ago. Um, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I thought the localization was solid. Like, the script is... Uh, really good. I was actually surprised at uh, how well the translation was done and like how they adapted certain things. Uh, the voice acting is also pretty good. Um, the, my main problems with it between the two versions was that for some reason the US version ran crappier like frame rate wise to the to the Japanese one. Like it was slower in places really? that it wasn't slow before and I like someone pointed out to me like they changed up certain parts like where Agrio was flipping someone off in, oh, in the, spoilers! In the Japanese one, well, okay, it's not a spoiler. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's in the Japanese one, but she doesn't flip someone off in the English version. So I that caused the frame rate yeah, issues. Yeah, and, and like I, I guess so. Totally destroyed the engine. But that's like the least of like I don't even know if that's really con- consider uh, worth censoring because they're like stuff worse than that. Yeah, there was game. plenty of there was plenty of innuendo in some of those skits. Yeah, not even in the skits, like, some of the side quests and crap, like, I don't understand, like, what was going on when they decided to change it, but yeah, um, Namco was really nice to send us, uh, send us a review copy, so we had that, like, we had our first video review out and everything like that, it was nice, um, I like the game a lot, I think it's one of the better JRPGs, uh, for this generation, and the franchise has been very consistent overall throughout the generation, unlike certain, uh, monumental franchises in this industry, Final Fantasy, so yeah. Yeah, when Tales of Vesperia came out in, early in the generation, I, it's generally well-received, I think. Yeah, um, but it was then, really good, too. Just, yeah, it's it very good. Um, but then after that, in the West, we were kind of uh, left, you know, alone by Namco. I mean, we got, like, the Tales of the Abyss port on 3DS. The the franchise well, was a well, it took a while for for us to get Tales of Graces F. And then yeah. Yeah. It took we got that. Yeah, we got that last year. Um <laughs> And, you know, that had some really good things going for it, like its battle system. And then ever since then, we're getting Zillia, or we got Zillia last month. Yeah. And, and then we're going we're getting the, the remake or the, the port of Tales of Zephonia. And, and then and we're getting... And Dawn of the New World. Yeah, and Exilia 2 next year. So it seems to be a kind of a solid pace that we have going now. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, whatever, whatever upcoming title they're working on, which... Um, I think... Tales of not Tales of Link. <laughs> no, that's not coming over. That's definitely not coming over. 
Friendly. That they did. They announced. Zig, I'm so shocked that they announced Exilia before the sales number for Graces came out for both regions, and then they announced Exilia too before the before sales number for Exilia came out. Like how did Graces do anyway? Uh, not so yeah. hot. Yeah, it was like not surprised. I want to say it was like 40k, 40, 50k. Exilia is going to do better. Yeah, Exilia will do better. It had like I, yeah, much I, marketing. Oh, it, cool. it had a lot more marketing, at least to what I saw. Um, and anyways, just to get back on talking about Exilia specifically, um, I do think it was quite a solid game all around. Um, as Simon said, I think the localization work was uh, pretty competently done. Uh, it definitely boasts, I think, some of the uh, more, what's the word, consistent plot line throughout it. Yeah. Some of the other some of the other Tales games, they throw kind of these kind of these oddball twists at you, and it almost feels like it's just there to extend the narrative. Where I think Exilia, it's definitely a shorter title, and I think that yeah, actually helps it in filler. that regard. That's less filler plot lines and everything. It's, that's all relegated to like side quests and stuff like that. It's, it's written by the Team Symphonia guys, right? No, no, whole... no, 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 no. Oh, it's, it's not. It's no. kind of those teams don't really kind of exist anymore. It was kind yeah. of a oh, yeah, kind of right. yeah. They mix. did go bankrupt for a while. A yeah, didn't like Team it, Symphonia but... and some no. merge for what happens Was that there was a uh, Tales uh, Namco Tales Studio, but then they consolidated that under Nam- uh, Namco yeah. Bandai Games. Right. Yeah, so now that team does no longer yeah, exist but, the way it did back um, then. I want to say the team, like the main guys who headlined the Zillia project, were the uh, Tales of Hearts people. So like. Oh. That should give you, like, some reference. So it's, it's like a... Mix. <laughs> the game that never came over yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a little different, but, like, as Adam mentioned, like, it's it's very cohesive, like, and it's, like, it doesn't dilly-dally. Like, it maybe in maybe the first chapter it does, but... It, it does take a little bit to get going as it's introducing, you know, the characters and things, but that's not, you know, a problem only with Exilia. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, one of the things I've really had fun with, and a lot of people uh, compare it to Greece's a lot, is the combat system and see it's in fear. But I, I really like Exilia's combat system. It, like it stands on its own in a I, different. I light. love the Zillia combat system. Yeah, There's so many like, is... options in battle. My my biggest problem though is it's so easy. Yeah, well, we, I played on moderate. I played on moderate when I had to review it. I'm not I'm, sure. I'm playing yeah. hard right now, and it's there's like still not much challenge. Uh, the bosses will get annoying later on hard, but they're... Uh, one, one of my... Go ahead. Uh, I got something to say. Does Mila have a lisp? I can't tell. No, it kind of does have a... It kind of does sound like a, a like a little bit of a lisp. But it's not kinda... her. It's not her. It's the audio, qual- audio quality. Okay. Because <laughs> I, like, watched a video of her voice actress, and she sounds perfectly fine, but in the game, she sounds like she has a lisp. Yeah. So, uh, just yeah, something I noticed. Nothing nothing wrong with it. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say the game is particularly that easy. I think it's still fun hitting trash mobs and stuff like that in the game. Well, like, what did you think, Adam? Well, my favorite part about the game, and this isn't true just of Exilia, but kind of in, with most games are boss fights, and one of the reasons being is that they are actually more difficult, and you can't really just pound your way through them like you do with regular battles oftentimes. Um, and sometimes you actually have to you know, think about what you're doing. And I played it uh, on the whatever the difficulty was, one above the normal. Yeah, most moderate. Of the time. Yeah. I turned it down for some of the post-game stuff. Uh, but for the most part, I played it on that moderate difficulty. And I, it was, it definitely is uh, not a difficult uh, 
game, but I think some of the bosses are, uh, I think they're decently balanced, which is a little bit surprising because I had heard a lot of criticisms about the bosses before I played it, but it ended up, uh, they might be one of my favorite parts of the game. So I want to bring this up is that my last, the last two Tales games I played was um, Tales of Graces F and then Tales of Legendia before that. So it's been oh, a gosh. number of years before I ever played it before. I, I, I reviewed that game for RPG sites, to be honest. But, Legendia, uh, very good. <laughs> I like. I, I, I personally, I personally liked it. I like oh, the music. Man. The music. Oh yeah, the music's solid. Game. The music's probably the best in the franchise, probably. Yeah, I mean, maybe. It's, it's, I, but once again, it's, it's not it's like I've played a lot of those games, so I don't. I can't really compare it to anything. So my personal experience with it. But when I played Tales of Graces F, because we were talking about the combat system, I it felt like some of the other games I've played. So I, I wanted to know, like, what exactly um, comparing Tales of Zillia's combat system to Tales of Grace's apps, like, what's, what, what is Tales of Zillia's combat system like? I don't really well, think they're comparable, honestly. There's- yeah, the problem is that the auxiliary systems that make up Grace's system is, is so much better than Exilia's. Like, the custom, like, the love, the growth system is t- titles in Grace's app. And it really allows you to customize, like, what skills you want to prioritize, what stats and stuff like that. And it, really, oh, it doesn't yeah. work like that because the Lilium Orb is sort of a broken, like, system it's, that gives you the illusion of choice. When it's it really, a sphere grid. Yeah, it's a sphere grid. It's a shitty sphere grid is what it is. It gives you that illusion of choice, but it's not really – that choice is just pointless by the so, end. I think – Yeah, could, could – could, I'm sorry, could you explain a little bit about Tazilia's combat system, though, specifically? Um, like, what what do you want to know? Like, how, how it works in battle? Yeah, exactly. Because like, I know I've heard that it's like a new a new twist on their old combat system. Like, what exactly is it about? It's like linking Someone and stuff. Someone hasn't played it before. Uh, I think Adam can better explain. I think you're talking yeah. about specifically, like, TP and AC in regards to well, that. Like, well, in, in Tales of Graces, you don't have TP. You have, what is it, CC? Yeah, capacity. And, and you have regular skills, and you have... Uh, special skills. I think they're called Alpha and Beta. Yeah, Alpha and Beta And you basically, Tales of Graces, the battle system kind of revolves around doing, linking as many of these skills together as possible. And I think that's one reason why yeah. a lot of people like it is you can chain up these kind of really long combos and the better, yeah, the better, yeah, you, are, like the better you are at dodging um, their attacks, which the enemy attacks, which will give you more CC, the longer you can build up these combos. And it's all done at a pretty rapid pace. Yeah, and in- CC replenishes really fast yeah. too. You're not limited it, at all. Yeah, so you can uh, you can essentially do nearly limitless combos if you are a good player, um, <laughs> which is one. I'm just like backflipping away from monsters. That's like the, I didn't even pay attention to the combat. I was like backflipping all over the place, casting spells. It was like the funnest part. Now, yeah. Tales, of the, Tales of Exilia kind of uh, brought some of those elements. You have. Uh, a, a counter, I forget what it's called, AC? Assault uh, counter, yeah. Yeah, and that counter is how many attacks you can do, both regular attacks and art attacks. Uh, this time, art attacks do take TP. Um, yeah. So you're so limited by two resources this time. Yeah, but so you can't spam your most powerful art attacks or else you're going to run out of TP. But anyways, you do have this counter that starts somewhere around six, and there are ways to increase it with uh, skills and Whatnot, and you can gain this AC by just like in Graces by dodging, uh, at least for some of the characters, yeah. Uh, yeah. temporarily. And so you can kind of build up these combos as well, but not nearly as um, First, limitless as yeah. the Graces system. And also, mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of it's slightly slower. I don't want to say it's like you know uh, 
I think I think mid game is slower. I think by the game's end, if you're like playing certain characters, like it it gets really fast. But like at the end game, yeah. So it it does share some similarities to it. And then of course, on top of all that, is the linking system, where when you link with another character, your sk- yeah. some, some of your skills that your play your playing character has will kind of be doubled onto your linked character and vice versa. So it does first of all, it powers up your stats when you're linked. Yeah. Um, and, and your link partner all, does special abilities. Yeah, and like for example, uh, if your link partner is Leia and you can knock down the enemy, the, Leia will steal an item. Or if, it, oh. or if your link partner is Mila uh, and you, uh, I think if you stun the enemy, Mila can kind of hold them in that stun so you can attack them relentlessly. And each each character has a, like a link ability that they will do if you are linked with them. Yeah. And then on top of that, of course, we have this bar that you fill up for. Uh, linked arts, where certain art skills that you do, as if you're linked to a certain character, will perform kind of a dual art between the two of you. And uh, once, if once you do enough of these, this is how you get to the over limit that's common in all Tales games, where yeah. you can spam uh, skills. Uh, Just go nonstop, yeah, but you can multiple time, uh, yeah. and, and of course do mystic arts once you obtain those. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. It's a, like it's a lot of there's a lot of like systems revolving around like Exilius combat. It's it's not it's not empty at all. Like it has of, a ton of stuff to do. Oh yeah. yeah. A couple of small things I wanted to point out as well that Exilia did that wasn't in other Tales games, and they're small things, but I quite like them. First of all, you can save anywhere with the quick. <laughs> Even save. The, what, yeah, but you only get one save file. Well, it doesn't make sense. They, it's only one save slot, but I still think it was nice to be able to save yeah. anywhere, at least. And the save slot doesn't delete either. It, after you load it, it doesn't delete, which is really nice. Yeah, so it's not, like, nice. It's, not like, it's not like what some games have with, like, a suspended, like, save where you save temporarily and load I it. Thought, and uh, I thought Graces had a quick save. No, Graces did not have oh, a quick save. Oh, never mind then. Huh. Uh, and, then huh. and then also... Don't know how I feel about that. And also, uh, you can switch characters in and out of battle readily easily yeah it's really really nice like that that's probably the most underappreciated feature <laughs> is there is it like a cooldown or anything like no, that no 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 but you really? have to be alive that's it and be, be able oh. to be controlled but other than that like you can does it waste a turn or anything like that or i guess if there's no real turns yeah, in that no game turns. it's just non-stop <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking of other games <laughs> yeah it's really nice because in the middle of fight you're like oh crap uh this character is not doing what i want it to you know like or not doing enough damage or utility you're like okay i'm gonna switch out so like one of the boss fights i had to go against uh, someone who is weak against uh water and i'm like and then he was resistant to fire i'm like okay alvin you're not cutting it i'm gonna switch you out for rowan because i know that you're gonna do a lot of water-based damage and i can do link arts which do a ton of water damage as well. And also, certain enemies, just regular random enemies, they'll actually have, you know, kind of a, a chosen linked character that is good against them. They'll actually even it even marks it in yeah. the little info box, like this link, uh, what's, what does it say? Like, uh, I have no idea, I forgot. It's, it, says, it says, like, preferred link partner, and it'll actually show, like, if you're fighting this enemy, and usually if it's, like, like a turtle enemy or a crab enemy, it actually says, it actually shows a little icon of, Alvin's face because Alvin as a link partner can break guards uh, yeah. easily. So you can kind of just it makes that that kind of works when with the switching mechanic where like oh I'm fighting these guys I didn't have Alvin in my party but I can really easily switch him in while I'm fighting these guys so it's not it's not it's not a hassle at all to do that. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, it's becoming I mean, like 
yeah, you don't have to use it. Like the, the option is available, but like if you want to be a good player, like in the arena, like you're not you're not set with only four players that you're going into the arena with. You're actually going in with actually six players, and you can just switch them on the fly. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. The, the the third thing I wanted to bring up in terms of a small difference that this game has is you can literally warp to any position in the game, like in any town wow, or in any really? or in any yeah, yeah any town or any explorable area. But not only that, you can go to any entrance to any explorable area. Um, so it's once you've been to a place, you really don't ever have to travel there again. You can just click a button on a yeah. right stick yeah. and there you are. Yeah, and the game is also short because you're using it so often, depending, like, yes. depending on what, what point. I heard there's like, um, it seems like it'd be good for anybody who's trying to 100% the game, but I heard there's like, is there like a ton of collectibles and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, there is. So like, yeah, that's part of the, that's one of the main problems I had with the game is that a lot of the collectible really? stuff is in big open areas that feel really empty. Like, all it has oh, is I saw that. loot and monsters and, like, all the places look the same. And it's extremely annoying to go through them again and again. Because the thing is, like, like this is, like, I want to say about 50% of the maps or more are, like, these same-looking areas. It's, wow. it's ridiculously bad. Yeah. So that's the big knock, then? I mean, I, I don't know. I've heard, you know, some words that have been thrown around is that it's the Final Fantasy thirteen of... <laughs> now that that's, is, a pretty, that's, that's a pretty vague statement, and you can yeah, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't say a lot. That can, that can mean a lot of different things depending on who you are. But I think one way in which you can sort of uh, validate that is like you basically, in terms of the structure of the game, you go to a town area, there's some event, then you go into some explorable area, and they're all kind of the same shape and size, generally speaking. And then once you go through the explorable area, there might be a little bit of a like a dungeon area, uh, yeah. which is like a, like the sea falls or a, or a fortress or something. And then you go to the next town area, and there's another event, and it kind of repeats that uh, three, four, five times. And it's not an exaggeration when Simon says that all the explorable areas look the same because they really kind of do. It's just like, oh, this one just has snow or oh this one is a desert but it this looks- one's colored orange and this one's yeah. colored sounds, green and that sounds like tales of grace's ass no 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 uh, that's what i got it was it felt like it was a very like oh, tales of- thin thin movie tales of grace's game, F was yeah. extremely linear but i yeah. would say like each environment looks unique yeah i mean i i'm not i'm, I'm not against a linear game at all i mean I'll, there's plenty of games that i can call from my childhood that i love that were linear it's just that like I, I keep thinking it's because of, like the fact that it's a port from the Wii that it was it didn't wasn't able to open up like I'd wanted to. Well, no, it's not that. It's just visually, it's all the same. So you you're like sort of drowning in monotony. Wow, they really sell it. Yeah, and there's and in terms of like uh, exploration and secrets, there aren't there isn't much at all. It's just kind of like oh, there's chests behind this tree here, or uh, you there's crawl through this hole. <laughs> yeah, there's there's these holes you can crawl to crawl through, <laughs> and there's there's like three or four per area, and they're like always obscure the holes. Like where, like where? How is why is this hole here? Is this like are children playing in them where and, you know, the monsters? It, makes it actually kind of it actually kind of reminded me of the holes in like an N sixty four Zelda game where it's just like yeah, a long period of time. It's just like they're this they're just kind of scattered throughout, and there's always like a chest in them. But that that's really it when it comes to like exploration and secrets. Um, it's 
basically just kind of wandering around these wide areas, finding these chests and finding yeah. these holes, and that's pretty much it. There are so, a, there are a couple of secret areas in terms of optionals, like uh, there's a there's a mine area that's totally optional. Um, yeah, and then, and then there's learn a, more about through a side quest and stuff like that too. Yeah, and we'll get to side quests in a second because yeah. they are done a little bit differently. But there's there's like a mine area, and then there's a late a later game area that's a secret, but mm-hmm. I think there's real, there's really only about two, maybe three of them. Uh, so it, that's I think when people say it's uh, when some people say, not everyone says it, that it's like Final Fantasy 13. I think that's kind of what they mean is you kind of just go through from town through area to town through area. And, uh, yeah. Well, like, not only that, like some... I think there's a lot of pa- character parallels between sort of like 13 and uh, Exilia in ways because like both of them feature or like try to market like a str- a very strong like female lead, which wasn't really seen in the franchise. I guess, okay, Terra counts in Final Fantasy VI, but whatever. Like, it wasn't seen um, in the franchise. Like, both came out relatively around the same time, and then they focused on this aspect. So, like, in that respect, I would say it's very closer, it is very close to uh, Final Fantasy XIII. Is that... It's just because they have a female lead. No, I mean they they act pretty similar. Like both of them are pretty really? cold hearted, sort of like fake, <laughs> just kind of emotionless. Yeah, kind of emotionless robots. Yeah, like, but Neil the... is like a like a child learning to like understand human emotion. Lightning is a hardened. Uh, yeah, like, she wasn't made that I think, way. There's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Yeah. So. So do you think that like they're before we get to the side quest, because I know you wanted to, I was going to say, do you think that with like some of these recent games that they're putting that uh, adventure and exploration stuff to the back in favor of the story? Um, I just think that they didn't know how to do it. I think uh-huh. part of that was that part. This game featured um, what's it called, manually controllable camera, which the series hasn't done before. So they're trying to figure out how to make some thing look visually um, amazing and they did that well in the town but when it came to like explorable areas they just didn't have the I guess manpower or a creative vision to create like um, an architecture that's um, visually appealing like I don't know what happened at all like like what do you think Adam well in past Tales games uh, specifically Symphonia, Abyss and Vesperia there are quite a few uh, dungeons, you know, the general term for dungeons, that have some sort of, you know, gimmick to them or some sort of t- puzzles that you have to solve as you go through them. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Symphonia had several on the different uh, elemental temples, for instance. Yeah, um, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, Exilia has a couple of them. There's, like, some block pushing in Fort Gondala. But there's, like, none. Um, <laughs> but... That's like it. There really isn't it, when you're the, the few. Not talking about the explorable kind of field areas, but the few kind of dungeon areas there are. Mo, like I, I'm thinking about like Fort Gondala, and I'm thinking about the one ship they go on. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's not really any puzzle to them. It's just kind of walking around corridors trying to find your way. They're a little bit maze like perhaps, but not really. Which gives you a map, by the way. Thank the yeah, Lord, that gives you a map. Yeah, they give you a map, so it's not it's not difficult. But it it oh. it does kind of lack that kind of uh, you know it's sense bad. of well, I'm not saying that every RPG has to have like these puzzle elements to their dungeons, but it. God no, like that Final Fantasy X. There's, no, there's, no, there's no difference of pace. You're doing the same. So you're following you're the same kind of, routine steps. You're just kind of killing enemies in a in a 
in a in an area as you try to find the exit. You're not trying right. to solve, you know, how do I get, you know, how do I uh, escape you know, from this place complete, or complete this this dungeon. It's just kind of how do I get to the end, by, and how many enemies do I have to kill before I get there? And yeah, that's how it was. But I do think Zilia, your question earlier, Zach, about uh, story and all that, I, Zilia does definitely like, focus on. Uh, the plot and the characters more than yeah. other games. Um, yeah, you know, some people love that. You know, they want that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if... Uh, it's been a while since I played some of the other games, uh, but it felt like to me that Exilia had uh, more prevalence of cutscenes in terms yeah, of... Yeah, everything was cinematic in compared that's, to... That's, like, I'll, and I'll get to that in just a moment, but there's just more of them more often and longer, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, not, no, not, not even skits. skits like, just a lot of scenes with people talking. Um, the Tales games have a lot of that, but I think this one even more so. Uh, there's quite a few cutscenes. Uh, there are, and but getting to what Simon was going to talk about, uh, the the cinematography, I guess, of these cutscenes is a lot better. Other yeah. Tales games, you have these character models kind of just standing there. And then they'll have that dialogue. Camera <laughs> with a dialogue box. Yeah, there'll be a fixed. There'll be a fixed camera, and then there'll be a dialogue box that pops up as they talk. And then yeah. the character model. The character yeah. model will have some sort of animation. Usually, emoticon, emoticon bubble from Vesperia, like oh. that smiling oh. emoticon or something dumb like that that comes up. Yeah, and they'll have like some sort of canned animation that they'll have repeated. You know, by the end of the game, you know, hundreds of times it feels like. But yeah. Exilia. Um, the camera's actually, always moving around. The camera's it always moving. started in Tales of Symphonia 2 actually had a number of scenes that oh, were, yeah, that's true. were where the where the dialogue isn't in a text box, but it kind of runs along the bottom of the screen. And same, with the Grimace, char- same, same with Graces, too. Yeah, same yeah, with Graces. And it leaves the characters, the models, open to, you know, move as they talk, kind of create more of a cinematic-type feel rather than just dialogue boxes being read. And then Exilia, uh, of course, was completely that. There were no di- no dialogue boxes yeah. in cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, and the cutscenes were a lot less awkward, I think, than some of the ones in Vesperia and an yeah. earlier games, certainly, because the, it felt more fluid rather than the kind of these robotic characters. You'd say the presentation has been elevated. Yeah, yeah. the presentation, it's, it's a, the camera work, I think, like... I, like a lot of people don't focus on it. I think camera work needs to be like praised a lot because, like, they fo- the way the characters look in certain shots and the way like certain like um, animation sequences are done. Like one scene in particular, um, when you're in an, uh, like uh, when you're in the air, like w- when things are going around and there's a fight fight that breaks out. Like the camera is like constantly moving and giving you like uh, different action shots so that look really oh, cool. really good. Yeah, so like. And the thing is, like, the animations that are used in uh, combat are used very well in these cutscenes, which didn't really happen a lot in Graces, and I was really disappointed. So fights look like real fights in these cutscenes. Like, they look really well done. Yeah, I remember in Graces, it, it felt kind of weird. It's like, it was a lot of, like, oh, like showy moves, but it, it felt kind of dry, like people doing spin attacks and like it just felt like one guy taking out an entire crowd it didn't feel that involved it felt like okay i'm just watching something in front of me that's it i'm just yeah. kind of mind-numbing uh, action going on and what did you like the cutscenes, adam like so what you what you saw like i know you've yeah, flattened up the game yeah, yeah definitely it it was i mean I, I i'm fine with the kind of like the dialogue box style of mm-hmm. like vesperia yeah. but 
even though I I love Vesperia as a, as a video game, it just sometimes feels awkward, awkward when, uh, like, uh, talking about Tales of Vesperia for a second, I remember this one scene uh, in the ice area, and it's kind of like the scene when the character Carol kind of mans up. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're that, finding that. That's, yeah, that scene felt kind of awkward to me, as it, like, it, they're all talking in a dialogue box, and then, like, the, the monster does some sort of animation, and it kind of knocks Carol away, and he's and like in the he's, he's kind of like in the air, yeah. and it just it just looked it looked really awkward. It kind of just felt awkward as a cutscene. Yeah. And when it, they didn't have the animation for it, it would like seem black. To yes. show, with a sound effect. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I know what you're talking about. That, that, that's, I have the picture in my head. That seems really weird. The, the cutscene has just felt awkward. Whereas in Exilia, you don't think about that because it feels natural. It's um, fluid. It's and, very fluid. It's very fluid, so that's definitely a big plus to Exilia. Um, we talked about some of the things that maybe it didn't do very well, like exploration and secrets, but I think definitely the presentation of it, as well as the kind of this more cohesive storyline, um, that was definitely the things that Exilia yeah. has going for it. They modernized so, the franchise. Like, with Exilia, they're modernizing a lot of the things that I feel like JRPGs don't normally focus on. Yeah, it's probably the, the way that they feel that they... The way they can improve because that's a lot of them feel very traditional, but they're like, oh, let's see what we can do with this. So, Simon, have you played Exilia 2? Yes, I played it and I reviewed it for the site. I liked it a lot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you did. Uh, so, without getting too much into it, because of course, you know, that game's coming out, people will find out more about it later. No, so like uh, how do you think it, did they do anything specific in what we just talked about to improve upon that? Yeah, um, cinematography is even better in Exilia 2, which is really surprising. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good, really, I mean. Yeah, and there's, uh, certain fights that break out. Uh, the fight choreography is absolutely amazing. I was like, is this a Tales game I'm watching? Like, am I, am I not watching Final Fantasy or something? Like, it was well done. Yeah, the fight choreography is extremely solid. Um, I would say presentation-wise, the only problem that I had with it is that you're visiting the same. If you if you if you got sick of the areas visiting the areas in Exilia, you are going to die playing Exilia too because you're going to visit those same places again. Like it's it's pretty oh, bad. Um, it's, it's a proper RPG sequel. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and the color palettes aren't like crisp, super crisp at all. I would say they're sort of rough at times. But everything else, like in terms of like uh, cinematics, presentation, stuff like that, it's much better. It's just, yeah, it's much better in that respect. They do anything to the to the combat? Uh, I know they heard something. They about. remove certain stuff, and I think Adam's going to be sort of sad. They remove that real time combat, uh, uh, party swapping that they had. Uh. So, you know, you always had six players on the fly that you can switch out and stuff like that. They don't have that. You can't switch out party members. You can't even switch out party members after you leave the town. The four people that you leave the party t- the, the town with, that's the party members you're using until you go is, back to another town. Okay, Do, is there a... Uh, I don't want to talk about too much about Exilia 2 before it comes out, but uh-huh. is, is there a reason for this? No, I mean, it's, oh, there it's, is no reason. It's probably because um, they felt like without the cooldown on the, there is no on reason. the party swap. Um, there, is a, there is a narrative reason and for one thing, you always have to have Ludger in your party at all times. Wow. Yeah, so like kind of like that's, an old school. Kind of like that's, an old yeah, that's like Final Fantasy So the weird that. thing is, I'm surprised that um, you can you can play as other character. You just need to have him in your party. The thing is, I don't know why they removed the ability to sw- real time swap parties altogether. Maybe it's because they didn't want to have people switching Ludger out in battle or something like that. But even then, like, why are you limiting it, uh, party sw- swapping only in, in towns? Like, it makes no sense. 
So it's it's the he's always there. Like Lunger is, I assume he's always in your party, no matter what. Yeah. Why does it matter if he's in different in the battle? I don't know. So it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me at all. They can't so, even do it at there. saves save spots. What do you mean? You can't even switch they out at save spots. No, you cannot switch switch out of save spots. You oh, have to weird. You have to be in a town or switch out your three other party members. That does not make any sense at all I, from a design. I, I can't even think of a. I can't off. even think of another game that does that. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't switch. Only yeah, Exilia uh, Two takes like two steps forward, but it takes like a step back in certain respects. Like it's it's really weird. But if you lo- like after you beat the game once, um, I'll, I would recommend playing Exilia Two twice because it's it's just that good. Uh, the story is that good. Um, you can have Ludger out of your party after on your second playthrough. So. I was going to say, I hope Ludger is like a jack-of-all-treats type of it character, is. because otherwise he'd be like, oh, good. Jude, <laughs> I was going to say. Jude is freaking broken in Exilia. If you thought Jude was broken in Exilia, holy crap, this guy is broken in Exilia, too. Like, he's... He better be. Tails', Tails mains are often broken. It's kind of the exception, yeah, kind of, the exception of Luke, I think. Anyways. Yeah, Luke wasn't very... Well, Luke wasn't very broken. He was uh, mild. He was tame. Uh, Asbel was extremely broken. Like, yeah. like what the hell? Um, yeah, I would say like Exilia Two takes two steps forward and step back. Um, the story is a lot better. Um, so that if is? You're, yeah, mm-hmm. like extremely. Like I would say this is the best tale story. I've, I would say this is the best JRPG story I've seen past generations. Like, Whoa. yeah, generations. Yes. Well, uh, I've heard Aaron. Like I've talked to Aaron multiple times about this. Like Aaron thinks it's like the best tales story or possibly like the best story told this generation. Whoa! I, 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 I think that's definitely possible. Even more than nine nine nine. Like, oh well. Oh, maybe for a JRPG. Like, well, in, oh, terms okay. of, in terms of tale stories, I mean, I love like Vesteria, but it does kind of you know break down a little bit near the end and. Back uh, three. <laughs> and kind of, and kind of what I was saying before, so a lot of the older Tales games, they kind, they, they kind of don't, they don't feel as cohesive. Partially due to the length, perhaps, but they just kind of take some really weird oddball turns. Mm-hmm. So I liked, I liked how Exilia kind of kept focus, or more, yeah. kept, more so kept focus in the other Tales games. So I can definitely believe that Exilia and Exilia Two, as a tandem, might be the best Tales story. I can certainly believe that, even though I love Tales of Asteria, but I really love it more for the characters themselves rather than oh the, really you're gonna yeah. love Exilia too then because the thing is like um you know like uh, here we'll talk about side quests right now then like you know uh one of the best things about the side quests in this game is they're so character centric like a lot of the character backstory is like uh fleshed out, that fleshed out through side quests and stuff like like you, you platinum game you platinum the game Adam, so you, you know this like right yeah like, yeah, <laughs> you keep bringing that up. Like you like the battle, right? You platinumed it. Well, like, yeah, you yeah, platinumed it. I'm surprised you platinumed it, like because I don't think I have the drive to platinum. <laughs> I've never platinum a game, so I know what you. Mean. Anyways, for for uh, those who don't know, the how the side quests work in Exilia are a little bit different than the other Tales games. The other Tales games, uh, you kind of just talk to NPCs at certain times of the game, and then they'll they'll ask you to kind of. Do something for them, or explore yeah. some area. You know, get some item. It's, yeah. Uh, but in, especially in games like Symphonia and Vesperia, there, there's not any rhyme or reason to them, and a lot of them are very missable and sometimes kind of obscure because you have to talk to a certain person during a certain. Yeah. You just know if that person's going to give you a side quest. Uh, That's the certain, yeah. certain window of time. Whereas in Exilia, and I think Grace did this too. 
right? Yeah. Where there's actually some sort of indicator saying, hey, I have a side quest. Um, yeah, there was a little bit. Yeah, it, gives, it gives you a skit. It gives you like a skit. It's like, it's like, hey, dude, shouldn't you go visit your parents or something? No. Yeah, there was always a skit like trying to follow it. Yeah, that. And Exilia, yeah, but they're all your side quests are are actually marked down for you, so you can kind of keep track of them, which I think was a good thing. One yeah. thing I didn't like about the side quests was there were side quests in the other Tales games. I think. Uh, they they actually were kind of extra scenes and extra story, uh, whereas too much. whereas in uh, Exilia there's a lot of side quests that are oh I need you to go out here and kill these monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a fetch uh, quest. Not, it's like a prolonged fetch quest. Not a ton of them, but there were a lot of them. And also, yeah, a, 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 a lot of the side quests in Exilia are not really even side quests at all. There's a lot of side quests that are marked as side quests in your book are really just kind of an extra scene somewhere. Like, if you go to this last room of this dungeon again, you'll have a little mini scene, and it's a cool little mini scene, but they, they count that as a side quest. Yeah. Uh, so when they some say there's a hundred side some, quests... Yeah. Go ahead. No, and some of them are voiced, too. Like, it's really oh, nice. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them are voiced. Yeah. So I think those are kind of nice, but calling it a side quest is kind of... Odd, like it's just a scene. It's Nomer. but yeah. So it's when people you say, don't oh, get, so you don't get anything from it. You just, it's just, it plays out. That's yeah, it's, right. you get a check mark in your book, essentially saying, oh, hey, you completed the side quest. In- oh, it's 100%. Speaking of speaking of check marks, that's kind of how the title system works in this game as well. Oh uh, and this is how a lot of the trophies are tied to it too. Um, so bad. In grade, in grade. Yeah, some of the titles, like in Vesperia, for instance, like are like the secret missions where you have to do something special against certain bosses or something like that. But in Exilia, a lot of them are, oh, you had Leia steal 150 times. Oh, you had Ludger, not Ludger. Really? You had Alvin break this armor Just 150 up. times. Yeah. Oh, you had Mila bind this enemy 150 times. Oh, that's not... Arbitrary counting... And yeah. these are titles, so the, when you get a title, you, you earn a series staple of grade, which allow you to buy bonuses for a second playthrough, but some of them are attached to the trophies in the, in the PlayStation system. But Genius. So, yeah. yeah, the trophies kind of took a step down, or the titles kind of took a step down from, I think, even Graces, which actually used them for stats, and even, just, yeah. even games just like Vesperia and Symphonia and Abyss, which they're more kind of like collectibles, well, like, collectibles and they give you stat boosts too. Like what stat? I think that was that was the same on Legendia too. Is it was a collectible as well? well like you actually the only, grabbed them. The only game that that where titles actually affected your stats outright was Symphonia, other than Graces, where you earn skills and stuff for doing I it. Yeah. You, or maybe I'll, no. no, I guess they give you costumes. Yeah. Wait, okay. what, didn't Abyss affect it as well? No. no that's, or that's no. Very, Abyss titles were more just kind of these collectible things you get. Like, oh, you did the side quest? You get a title. Oh, uh, but in your book. <laughs> and some of the titles had costumes. Yeah. But titles, and titles in Exilia, they give you grade the, the first time for that. Yeah, you but, know, so you're not marked in battle. You're not, like, gauged on how well you do in battle. Yeah. Rewarded, so, which, unlike Vesperia, where you can take Rita and spam blah, 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 title wave to farm <laughs> grade uh, to get as much as you want, you, you have use to... Use Owen, and it's just kidding. <laughs> well, the, the, the only way you can get grade... Uh, is to go through these kind of these arduous. Oh, I'm, I have to have Mila bind 450 enemies to get a title. That's, that's that. not exaggeration. Like 450, I'm pretty sure is the number that you have to go through, right? Yep. Or or some of them some of them are crazy. I didn't even do it in the in route to getting the platinum. Is like 
use a link art like 4,000 times. Yeah, I, I was like, what the f- I, I ended up, I think you'll need like 1,000 for the trophy, and I ended up with like 1,300 or something. Like, if you want to get this title for grade, you have to do it 4,000 times. Final I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure my most used link art is Final Gale by the end, like, yeah. even if I didn't spam it towards the end game, but, and yeah. With that, with that, I think we've hit on most of the main points with Tales of Exilia and the Tales series, kind of, a little bit of commentary there. Yeah. Uh, anything else anyone wants to say about it? <laughs> yeah. I think you'll enjoy Exilia, too. Is, uh, if you like character stuff, I think you'll enjoy it, because the, the breakdown of the narrative is extremely different in Exilia and Exilia 2. Well, we okay. So we have we have Tales and Symphonia Chronicles hitting sometime early next year. At is it January? Well, it? No, it's, they said spring. They haven't decided. Oh yeah, they haven't actually. But I think it's it. going to come out in April. I'm pretty sure it'll. Really? Yeah. After after the fiscal year? Yeah. Why why not after? Why would they release an HD remaster before the? Well, end? because they don't have anything else until that until the end of the fiscal year. What do you mean? It's it's Zillia, right? But. Is that when's that coming out? Is that March? Dark Souls. Yeah, I think Dark Souls kind of name goes big focus right now. Yeah, that's um, their, their focus. I think they're gonna want to start off with. They're not gonna want to put two Tales games in, or like a Tales game at the dead end of the fiscal cycle. But it makes some money. I mean, <laughs> and they're also you're banking off of um, people's nostalgia versus a brand new. Well, well I, I, Exilia Two will probably come out. Some, around the same time Exilia 1 did this year. Yeah. Maybe a not little late. Yeah, probably. Not uh, a little. Late summer. Late summer. Late summer, early fall, maybe. Sometime around there. There's nothing really else. I think yeah. it would be late August or early September is when Exilia 2 will come out, is my guess. But I don't think Symphonia... Well, Symphonia is either going to come out February or April. It's not going to come out in March, because Dark Souls in March. But I yeah, I don't expect it's coming in March. Lightning either. Returns is coming out in February, and I don't think... <laughs> I don't... Do they want to? Do they want to repeat this uh, again? Like, does Namco want to repeat a Tales Final Fantasy releasing on the same same time? Well, it's it's at the same time. It's like you in order to play Lightning Returns, you had to play the other game. So it's like you're working off of that. It's like when two RPGs release on the same day. It's just like when Tales of Xilia came out the same day as Dragon's Crown. It's they're kind of different games, but they're also like marketed differently as well. So I don't know if that's going to make a big difference. I don't know if they're really considering. That. I think it's coming out in April. I'll, I'll stand by the April. And watch Final Fantasy X come out in April now. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. I, I doubt they will. I mean, it's, it's all just once again. It's, it's, yeah, it's April first. So yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, that's that's pretty much the timeline for Tales right at the moment. I think it'll be interesting to know what happens after Exilia too. Yeah, well, because they you said they would they trademarked these other um, titles. Yeah, like, so the Mothership uh, title is. Uh, being trademarked. What happens is uh, Exilia 2 was the exception. What happens is the announcement. What's it called? What's it called again? It was the Tales of um, <laughs> Tales of what? Like Zestoria or something like. Right, Adam. I thought it was like Bibliotech or something like that. Like I don't know what it was. I don't, There's a no. lot. They just pick. This, they, they did. They, 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 they made ones out of a hat and then used three, and yeah. then they just pick one of those three. Yeah. So what happens is that they they do these trademarks and. Like, they'll announce it, like, Q3... Pull, pull one from each one. They'll announce it Q3, Q4-ish, like, uh, this year, and then they'll sh- uh, show it off at Tales Fest, and then... It'll... I was going to say, like, Tales Fest. Yeah, so, like, expect a, no- a new Mothership Tales announcement for Japan this year, later this year. Guarantee it's going to be for current platforms, too, because yes, they already said they're only yeah. focusing on the current uh, The one oh, after yeah. will be... The, the 20th anniversary Tales game will definitely be next-gen. Like, yeah. I can... I, I will eat a freaking hat if that's not true. Not just any hat. 
When, when is the 20th anniversary? Is it 2015? Yes. It's, no, wait. It's no, no, no. Like, 2016. Yeah, yeah, 2016, because I'm Tales of Destiny, PlayStation 1. No, Fantasia. I think, I think it might be interesting to see how the locals... Oh. Tales of Fantasia came up before Tales of Destiny? Fantasia's the first one in the series. The first oh. series. I always think t- Destiny came out nope. in Fantasia. That's great. Destiny's, Destiny's, Destiny's the first uh, one that was localized. Destiny was awesome. Destiny's what Tales of Fantasia was. I did that as well. Like that's what like pe- why people like really started like the franchise is because of Destiny. Yeah, Fantasia until they ported to the Game Boy Advance. Then it was okay. like they, they made some changes. It was it was much better. No, but I'm still terrible. No, <laughs> it it didn't. What what did, what did you like about Fantasia? It was an extremely slow, boring game. Yeah, it did start off really slow. Like, it makes Breath of Fire look interesting. No offense to Breath of Fire. I love Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire 2 had a great opening. Trying to start something here? Jesus, what are you doing? I have I have very outlying opinions about certain uh, nostalgic franchises in this in this genre. In RPGs? Yeah, no, like what? JRPGs. I don't like. Want to just go down the line and figure out what games? Like, I don't particularly like uh, Breath of Fire. I didn't think Valkyrie Pro- uh, Valkyrie Profile was very good. I like Valkyrie oh, Profile like, too. I don't like. I guess. I, I, you I want to fight? Really with that. Oh, let's go. I also did. What about Illusion of Gaia? I did not like Final Fantasy VI. Um, contrary you're, to what? You're, you're a jerk. You have not. No way. Final Fantasy VI I, is one of the greatest. I, I RPGs think Final ever Fantasy V is the best Final Fantasy out of one through six. You think it's the best? I think it's the best oh. Final Fantasy out of one. Through oh, six. you're going for the Dark Horse, I see. What? Final Fantasy V is so beloved, like. By what? No, it's the Dark Horse. It's like it—it it didn't even come over here. So how could it be so beloved? The, it, people had to like go right, back and get on the PlayStation. Yeah, like that. Right. yeah, it's people like it had a cult following and all that. But I don't. Think I mean, I also think like my favorite Final Fantasy of all time is also like one of the. I think people dislike it a lot. Like, I, lo- I love Eight. It's my favorite, but a lot. Of- oh. Yeah. God, I love eight fun. too, but do we really want to do this? No, we don't. <laughs> the want to the typical internet Final Fantasy Godwin Law. I don't know what it's called. We're not going to go too much into we it. I talk just... about the newest one that came out recently. Newest Final Before? Fantasy? Which yeah. one is that? Yeah, it's it's called um, A Realm Reborn because remember that first one died. Oh in a, yeah, in a, in a fiery pit of hell. Yeah, so Final Fantasy fourteen finally launched this past week. Well, launched is. Subjectively speaking, uh, so it's still in fucking beta is all I can tell. At least trying to log in. Yeah, a lot of it has to do. They talked about it before that it has to do with server capacity, uh, <laughs> not because, they, because they this shit coming. Like, do they like? No, they couldn't. Know, but because okay. like, how would they know that Final Fantasy fourteen and when we born compared to how it happened last time that they would get this many people? I don't playing think it's a matter time. of this many people. I don't think they just designed the infrastructure properly enough for them to actually like this is a fucking mmo launch like launch is always going to be like hell they should know they should have seen the, okay they should have seen this shit coming it's not like this is the first time they released 14 damn it well 14 launched pretty poorly and and, and they didn't get uh, that many launched, it, not launched. it had a it had a good following in japan but in america it actually didn't do that well even off the bat when did, we, when so, did, when did the original 14 launch again was it two years ago or three years ago it was three years ago. It was a while ago yeah. it was a yeah, it, they, yeah they started developing on the one we born back in early 2000 no, uh, wait, it was four years ago that 14 came out no, i'm pretty sure this came out in 2009 no, no it was three years because no, it, it came out the same year as 13 
13, no, well, 13 came out a few uh, in March. But, yeah, uh, in Japan, yeah, the same year, exactly. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure this came out 2009. Hold on, let me check. Nope. Nope, never mind. Yeah, you're right. This came out in 2010. Yeah, because they said they started developing in 2010. You're right, you're right. This, this. Square Enix yeah, has been working but, on this for a long time. Yeah. Dude, well, this is a fast MMO development. Like, I'm actually shocked at how fast this shit has been developed. Three and years. It, it's a, yeah, it's amazing yeah. what they've been able to accomplish. A, brand, a whole new story, you know, a, a totally different combat system, a completely new... Uh, map design like a lot of it's hand drawn and it's like they completely took out what the biggest problem about one of the biggest problems about 14 is that just like kind of world of warcraft and stuff like that a lot of copy paste going on in this what? game whoa is, hey 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 no they even said that it's it, it's world of warcraft a lot of the realms are a little bit of copy. the early world of warcraft okay, I'm talking right, about right. Not like later on of course when they added content they built it up i'm talking about like a back in the early you still time. do a shit ton of running in this fucking game like a fuck ton of running but there's a lot of different things, like you can teleport to your um, yeah, different... Yeah, cost a fuck ton of money. Uh, you start off with like 15,000 gills. So it's like No, you don't. That's a lie. That is a lie. started off. I started with that. 15,000? You do not yeah. start with 15,000. I did not I started 15,000. I don't know if you used it all during the beta or something like that. I I, I, I don't know if you start off... I think it was after the... Um, Okay. Well, you do if you're if you're a launch member, you do not start with fifteen thousand. That is maybe it's the pre-order. Didn't customer. didn't legacy yeah. members start with like how much money they had or something? Oh, I I, I, wasn't I don't a legacy know. I don't know. Much. It might be. I don't know. I did not start with fifteen thousand. I don't. You started with fifteen thousand, but yeah, to be to be a legacy member, you had to have been a part of the game three months before it actually closed, and so you had to start like in August or something like no, that. No, you had to you had to have played legacy for at least three months. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, okay. You, well, you said before. You said you have to play before three months. It closed. Yeah, but the three months before, before to when it actually they shut it down. So I just meant like, at least three months. So yeah, and then you get the obviously the lower monthly fee and all that stuff too with it. But a, a lot of it has to do with uh, as I was talking about the server capacity. And so what happens is that they have to kind of guess before it. They even get serious. Obviously, you got to put the infrastructure in place. The problem with trying to build server capacity is that you could easily spend a huge amount of money trying to uh, guess how many people are going to be playing the game at one point. Yeah. And so what happens is that they're trying to force it all on launch, of course, but if you overshoot that, what, what happens is that you end up with a lot of empty space, and then it also means that you spent a lot of money on something like this yeah. that could have been better used in some other way as well. Or you end up with the alternative, which is people can't even make their own characters right now because all servers are full. Yeah, well, it's it's the kind of thing they're doing at the staggered release, kind of like Old Republic did. It's so obviously you don't want you want at least you can get some people playing right now. If they didn't do anything like that, then nobody would be playing right now. So it'd be it's the trade off that they're facing for trying to push it out. I I don't know what they were thinking. I I like I feel like this is an extremely gross oversight. Like I understand that they don't want to get too many servers because like like subs obviously you scale off after like a couple of months but still like this is an extremely sloppy and the the, I, the fact that it's taking this long they said okay what day is it today's sunday it, has, they, it hasn't been a week though it has since it came out it hasn't been a week and the thing is there, there, this has been perhaps no no actually if you want to if you want to talk about it, this has been over a week because we can include pre-order access too we can uh, talk about early access that's, 
But that's that's early access, early adopters. You know, they if had you're going to be playing MMO, problems before the game even launched. Like, so, what? Do, so do you think they really underestimated how many people actually logged no. in, or they just? That, yes. Well, the the thing is, is that they have broken the record for the number of concurrent users for a Japanese company. So oh, really? they're having. They just broke a record. It's two hundred thirty thousand people playing at once. That they beat Fantasy Star Online too. Wait, that, that's that's more than Final Fantasy XI ever had. Yeah, at one point, yes. Yeah, at one, at, at, at one point. Yeah, so, yeah. at one moment, at, at, as a concurrent, which means all playing at once. I don't think, I think they should have, they just didn't prepare. It's not that the fact that, oh, hey, we didn't think this. I, I think you, you probably should give them more credit, because obviously if, if they they're trying to like different projects to make this game, of course they better think that this game is going to do fucking awesome. They So they may put they canceled 12 Square Enix projects, they made this game, it took them a, like a gajillion money, I'm just saying a it. A gajillion money? Take him a gajillion. It could take him a gajillion. It's a proper metric. Take him a gajillion guild to make this game, and they thought they weren't going to have as much subs at launch day. What the fuck kind of logic is that? That's we're talking about Final Fantasy XIV. This is dumb logic. You're you're trying to justify dumb logic to me. I don't buy this shit. This is this is complete. Ineptitude on Square Enix's part. It's not the fact that, oh, hey, shit, we didn't realize we're going to have this many subs. It's, oh, shit, we totally fucked up because we're really bad at trying to gauge how many people uh, we can have on our servers. Not only that, they said this shit is not going to be fixed until fucking Wednesday. Maybe they didn't have enough money left. Well, they also they also said they also said in response to that is that they're going to be adding not only they're talking about the amount of time that they're going to add to free uh, the free access to the game for another week. They're talking they're saying right now it's like an extra week. You're what the hell that people have to create fucking macros to log into this damn game? I just don't. I think it's it's once again it's because they have this overwhelming amount of people trying to play the game at once how could they have expected something like that to happen they've already they did build the service for that it's just that there's overwhelming demands going on and at the same time this is an MMO give it like a week or two this problem is going to go completely away everybody's going to be able to log in it's no longer something to discuss but yeah. because it's it's, a, it's it's pain in the ass right now but obviously they're doing everything that they can at this point in time. I don't think they would have ever wanted this to happen. I mean, we're talking about these guys who pour their blood, sweat, and tears to build an MMO from the ground up practically in such a short span of time. And, you know, they, they showed all these interviews with Gushida. Uh, it's like guys breaking down because of, like, all this – trying to ex- – experiencing this after pouring so much hard work into it. It's I'm not saying it's like – Sympathize with the guy, give up everything. I'm saying they've gone it's through worse. They they've they're trying their best at this point in time to meet that demand. I don't think they could have. These are what this is one of the worst MMO launches I've ever played. It is ex- that is you've never played. Okay, some okay. all right. MMO I'm going to use a, let, let's use one of the latest MMOs launches. Let's use Guild Wars Two. That shit launched with like problems, but not so much problems as people can't fucking log in or make even a character. Like they had they staggered that, didn't they? No, they, like they, they stopped digital d- downloads. They stopped, they stopped digital downloads, but they still had uh, people being able to play. You can't even play right now. I've been able to play just fine. It's it's all about like they log in. Go in and log in right now. You cannot log into this shit. It's it's it's. it's, I'm being serious. You can't fucking log into this. I've been trying to log in for the settle down. Settle down, okay. I'm in. Don't need to cut. Need to stop. It's all right. It's 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 all this massive search, server con- congestion. But they already said that they're going to implement the the fixes right now. They're talking about like that 
they're saying by Wednesday this problem should never happen again. Obviously, that's taking them at their word, that's and obviously, a long that's, time. It's, it's it's not a long time. Wednesday? That's a week, and that's basically a week and a half after launch. Oh, hey, that's that's once again they're talking about adding free time. So at the at a point in time, it's like you're not spending any money for that those experiences that that was happened. But to kind of get away from that a little bit. Um, because, like I said, server problems, it's a pain in the ass right now. I'm not saying it's not. I've had Leviathan, Leviathan is the server I play on. It's full, like, so much. that They is, manually close the people that you you actually cannot make a fucking character on it, even if you want to, because there are, like, they manually shut it down. How many times are you going to be making a character, anyway? Well, I'm just saying, like, like people, other new customers who wants to play other, with their friends on Leviathan, so they can't. Them, yeah. That's why they stopped the digital orders and that they're stopping people from playing that. Dude, because they stopped they digital orders and they printed on GameStop receipts saying this game is fucking full. Like, you might have problems playing this game. It's because if, once again, if, if any people, everybody try to jump in and play at, at this exact same time, no one's going to be able to play. Okay. So it's like they're trying to stagger that. Okay, I'm, let's, let's, get, let's get away from that a little bit. Yeah, because I'm someone, I, haven't, I haven't played Final Fantasy XIV. Honestly, it's just I haven't really been very interested in it. But all I've really heard about it are all these problems. But I also hear that people really do like the game when they're able to play about yeah, it. Yeah, so I love the game. The game is amazing. Yeah, describe it. I, I really don't know much about it. So, coming from someone who played a lot of Final Fantasy XI and going to fourteen, it's pretty much... Final Fantasy XI itself was... Had a huge difficulty curve. Like, it's a learning curve, I should say, actually. Is that a lot of that, what happened is that you could... You would take on quests and stuff like that, but you had no idea what to do. Like, from that point on, the, the quest system was kind of messed up, at least early yeah. on. And it was hard and to also, solve the game. And it was hard to solve the game. You had to, like, always be, like, in a party. Yeah, the partying was it was a big part of it. Grinding was a huge part of it as well. Like, you were spending practically years inside of the dunes <laughs> trying to level up your character. And it was the biggest, like... Pain in the ass. <laughs> Exactly. Once you cleared that hump, it, it opened up a little bit and it became far more enjoyable. But, you know, trying to get to that point, not it's asking for a lot. Yeah, it's, it's like the first it's, 10 hours of the game, 10 plus hours of the game you're asking for, like, really, really bad, like, MMO experience. And and you have to be in, in that area once again, and you have to hunt for these items to unlock the sub-jobs. And so it's, it's, really bad. It, it's, it's, it's asking for a lot for people to put up with that but later on in the years of course 11 they did some things to make it a lot easier like they introduced the level syncing that's in 14 now and you know the um some of the some of the other features that are escaping me at this point in time but that that was a thing and also like anytime you wanted to change your job you had to go to the mog house which was like always a huge waste of time because like you would teleport you can go from um um, the different outposts and stuff like that, but you would still wind up being a little bit of a distance away from your party, and so that you would basically be waiting around for like half an hour for your team member to arrive. Yeah. So, and that's not also to explain areas that are far and away from civilization. So it's that was a pain. Uh, the with fourteen. It's a hell of a lot more approachable. It encourages solo play a lot more than eleven ever did, because eleven was. Came out in like 2001. FF14 plays like wow, except uh, the presentation's a lot better. Um, there are certain interesting mechanics and systems in place. Yeah. So like, um, I think uh, one of them that stood out to me was, um, you know, like uh, you know various, uh, you know, like in various uh, MMOs, there are various classes that you can play. But the thing is, uh, once you make that character, uh, you're stuck with that class. 
Yeah, um, one class. Yeah, one like class. 11. Yeah, like 11. Like here, here, it's actually not like that. What happens is um, once you hit a certain point in the game, um, you can actually go to various other guilds. Uh, each class has a guild. You can visit that guild and you say, hey, I want to become this class. So you can actually be, you can create one character and be part of every class and level up at your pace. And each class yeah. has has its own level. So it's it's a really nice versatile system. It's like, oh, I only need to make one character and then have like I can be an archer and I can be a lancer all at the same um, at the same time, yeah. and it, it prolongs the length of the game because you're trying to level up that one character. Yeah, and it and it pulls a little bit from Final Fantasy Tactics in that you can inherit job traits from these other classes yes. too. So you can use that and build up your whatever you're trying to make right now, a conjurer, a, a pugilist, or anything like that. So it's it's that is easily the reason why I am most fond towards Final Fantasy MMOs is because that it has the coolest like system like that in place. That's why like before um, fourteen um, and even when I was still playing eleven, like the only MMOs I could really get into was like I think I played a lot of Ragnarok online and RF online. So it's really hard for me to get into uh, online games because a lot of the time their systems are poorly implemented or they're just boring or that they're not it's not flexible. it doesn't give me any exactly they're not flexible yeah. they don't want me to it doesn't it doesn't give me reason to stick around and they feel like like a drop in the bucket yeah. of those the, games so the combat is is plays like wow um but it does <laughs> I, I haven't played mmo yeah I haven't you played haven't WoW. played yeah so like i play a lot of mmos um what's it called like it plays like wow uh, but if you want to make it closer to representation, I mean, uh, correlation, it would say, I would say it plays like more like FF12. Um, so like, except, bit, yeah. yeah, except you don't have a lot of skills because being an MMO, you actually just get skills as you level up and you just don't have a lot of them in, early, in the early game. But once you hit a certain point, you have all these skills available uh, for your class. And depending on how many other classes you leveled, you can cross, you can cross over some of the skills. So like um, I'm a I'm a I'm a lancer right now, but I can use uh, skills from you can call it dragon. It's fine. You can call it whatever. Dragon. I can <laughs> use skills from marauders. Um, so like you can intermix certain skills from various other classes, and it creates that interesting dynamic of like, oh hey, um, I can borrow some of the monk's uh, healing ability for my yeah. dragoon because my dragoon has shit heal. Yeah, and and. Um that's that's what I I mean, it, it, and especially when the combat and stuff like that. That's also a change from eleven. Is that like I'm a conjurer, and so um, before in eleven you had to go out and like buy spells or find them off um, enemies and stuff like that. Here they just pretty much unlock, and so that makes it a lot more manageable because like you you feel your character grow in front of you. You yeah. don't have to buy spells and stuff like that. And and, and this is coming from someone who played Final Fantasy XI until like 2007 and so it could be that they fixed some of those problems but um, that yeah I'm just going I would say that like for FF14 if you don't like MMOs for typical MMOs if you don't uh, if you don't like yeah. MMOs you keep, it's really hard for you to break into the genre um, I would say the aesthetics of Final Fantasy XIV makes it a lot more swallowable. Like, yeah, for, for, for people to jump in. Because, like, I know, like, I was, I was talking to Erin, like, her, her, she doesn't really have an MMO background, and I feel like she's the type of person who yeah. would hate MMOs. Like, not to judge her or anything, like, I'm pretty sure she would hate MMOs. <laughs> when she's not here, yeah. yeah. But she loves the death out of FF14. And, like, I'm a big MMO guy, but I look at this and, like, oh, this, this, even regular Final Fantasy players would, 
enjoy this it, to a degree. Has, to a degree. So it's really accessible, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's got a very well. It's it, it depends, but I think for me, the, the another big draw is that we were kind of talking about this before you and me, Simon. Is that the reason why someone would want to play an MMO long after it comes out, like if the subscribe for longer? Yeah. For me, it's I brought up that story because of the story yeah. and you know it's uh, obviously that's not really um, draw a, for the most a big draw but for Final Fantasy that's my draw and I mean that's that's the thing where that's why I could I mean Ragnarok Online and Arc Online the two of the games I didn't mention I mean they mentioned that were in Final Fantasy the big draw was like the look of it and the um some some of the elements like in Orphan yeah. Line you have these large scale PvP battles. But anyway, so in the great thing about Final Fantasy fourteen is that it takes a little bit, but there's a very strong single player Yeah, there's a well not even single player, there's just a strong narrative because Yeah, the lore. Yeah, the lore the world is the world the world of Eorzea is really, really awesome. Like there's yeah. a lot of interesting stuff behind it. Um characters. Yeah, yeah. interesting characters. Um the I have two main problems with the narrative of Final Fantasy XIV. One of them is that <laughs> if you didn't play the original fourteen, it's really hard for you to. You have those. You have to look. There's like books yeah. You're, you there's it's really hard to pick up on a lot of the stuff that because yeah. it talks. It mentions a lot of what happened in the original Final Fantasy fourteen. So like there was the battle of Cat. I forgot how to say it. Tatarak, Cataract. Anyway, there was a big battle, and that happened towards the end of the original Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's the base of basis for like the narrative groundwork for a realm reborn yeah if you saw the end of an era trailer that was the uh, dalamud was the i think that's the name yeah. of it. it was the the media that fell because the empire i guess they summoned they summoned it and that's why like in the last month or two of the game that thing was falling it was the metaphor for the end of final fantasy 14 yeah. as we knew it at that point so it's like that if you saw the trailer you kind of know what what was going on anyway it's like that's really the, the big the the, mo- the the end of the narrative. It's it doesn't. A lot of the characters in A Realm Reborn are from fourteen, and they right. they played a big part. Even that old guy in the end of an era trailer. He was basically there the entire time of fourteen. If you played through the story, yeah. um, there's some there's a, there's a lot of places you can go to like on YouTube where there's people who have actually recorded all of the big cutscenes in fourteen. Yeah. So if you wanted to, you can go back and still it's not that. accessible in that regard. Like yeah, it's, it's, exactly. still, it's still easy to pick up. But it's like it's not going to be as it's not going to be as meaningful to you. Um, my second yeah. problem is that the games uh, like it plays like classical Final Fantasy in that you read text boxes and you see characters do stuff, but like yeah. there's parts where it's voiced like m- most modern games are. But then half yeah. the, more more than half I would say ninety percent of the shit is not voiced. I'm like the beginning. The beginning. The beginning is not sure voice. It's and, not voice. Yeah, and the, yeah. my problem and the thing is like sometimes you'll go to a voice cutscenes, it'll fade out to black, and the rest of the thing is not voiced. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what were they thinking? Like, there was there was a character on uh, Milfinia that I actually am a really big fan of, and that yeah. whenever she has this British accent that I, I like hearing, and then when she's not speaking, I'm like, come on, really? Just hey, it's it's. I know there's there's about budget limitations and trying to trade that off yeah, and so it's, it's like, just I wish no not even budget limitations like I don't know like Guild Wars 2 like yeah. all the things in Guild Wars 2 are voiced here it just like vocally it's it's deaf like this game is vocally deaf it makes you wonder like if this was the game if they made it all on if the, if all the yeah, original budget yeah. would have gone to it if it would have been all, all it voiced. should have been the original game yeah well it goes without saying because once again it, it's uh, every every person, uh, aside from all the server problems, which is a pain in the ass, they um, anyone who's 
well, I'm not going to say anyone. I can't speak for all of them. But I'll, I'll, by and large, it's been a pretty positive response. Yeah, I think it's a good story. game. So. I, I think it's fun. I think there's a lot of, like, questing is fun. Um, but typical, uh, like, different from, like, going to, like, one town to the next, like, picking up quests and doing them. Yeah, there's yeah. There's fates, which are, like, dynamic events from Guild Wars 2. Like, stuff will pop up in the map. And then you go there, and you're going to be interacting with other people while trying to, like, work towards a common goal. So, like, if a beach beach is infested with crabs, you're going to see a whole bunch of other people, like, from the beach <laughs> with a fuck ton of crabs. Like, it's it's really fun and interesting. And then you have dungeons because um, most most MMOs won't force you to do a dungeon for to proceed to the campaign. But FF14 does this a lot. I don't know why. It annoys me sometimes. I actually uh, pretty much rage quitted. A dungeon earlier today just because this tank didn't know oh. how to freaking aggro for shit. You left an instance without telling anybody? Yeah, oh, because this tank... I'm not going to put up with a tank who doesn't know how to aggro shit. Uh, another yeah, problem I, I is, if you don't know how to play MMORPGs and you're not familiar with certain like traditional roles, like DPS, tank, or healer, you're going to have a hard time in this game. It's, it's, it, it, I had that experience, too. I, was, I, was, I, did, I did a quest yesterday where it's like, I'm... Well, I'm the conjurer, so I'm the white. I'm the person healing everybody and protecting That's them and stuff like that. The the problem with the, the was the I had uh, the marauder and the pugilist. The pugilist kept running up to and and trying to take like uh, different mobs. For, when the marauders like the, uh, the gladiators over here like fighting this crowd, it's like what are you doing? I'm having a hard enough time keeping this guy alive. And then I had an arcanist that was like running up to in front of the enemy, sitting down and casting spells inside where there's like they're launching their area of effect spells yeah. and stuff like that. It's it, it, it's it, rage inducing. Healer is the most rage inducing role because he gets to see a whole bunch of dumb people do shit. It's like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's just like just. It, it is. It's always been like that. But I mean, even in eleven, it was obviously it was a lot of that. People making dumb mistakes, pulling in like way too many monsters at once that you can't. It's like they get mad at you. It's like, how can I keep you alive <laughs> if you're going to be like this? But that, that's and, and the great thing about we were talking about the quest is that every single quest, pretty much, and every mission, there's a story there. It's like there's they actually go into detail. Like there's actually some interesting like stories that they talk about. Yeah. Like. Someone is being stalked. It turns out it's like a lover from her um, from years ago that's coming back and trying to leave her a guest, stuff like that. She's afraid of the guy, but it turns out this is who he really was. So it's I think that that's what I also everyone like. should play this game like for at least one month because I feel like it's worth worth it to play it just yeah. because. Um, well, obviously, if you don't have a good computer, like it's impossible to play it. But like, <laughs> although PlayStation Three, but even then, the PlayStation Three, it's. Obviously, that's it's it's pretty, pretty old, cheap so. to pick this up. Like, I'm pretty sure you can pick this up on Green Man Gaming for like 20, 20, 23 bucks. Twenty three bucks if you use the coupon. Yeah, I mean, normally it's thirty bucks. I think the special edition yeah. is like so, forty. So yeah. uh, I like I haven't done any of the beta stuff. I, I wasn't a yeah. legacy player. How much is just the normal uh, monthly? Thirty bucks on PC. Play? Thirty no, bucks on P- the, on P- the, the 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 monthly cost. Oh, it's thirteen dollars if you're just playing it. It's uh, ten dollars if you're a legacy player. But obviously, well, anybody who's part of there's a fine print. It's thirteen dollars in order to make one character per server. And yeah, and then if you if you, want, you have to you pay, have to pay fifteen dollars per month if you want to have more. But um, it, in all honesty, I feel like there's no real reason to have more than one. There's character. no. In eleven, you needed it because it's like they. Oh, once again, it's like you were kind of stuck with. There's, there's race. The race was like race specific. Like they they get benefits from being certain classes. Here, that's not really the case. You can be pretty much any race yeah. and pick a class. I mean, there's, I think there might be slight 
adjustments, but it's not it's not as important anymore. So if you have one character, you'll be fine. You can hire a retainer, which is basically your mule that can hold items and stuff like that. So it's like unless you're trying to go nuts, yeah. I don't well, know. I think <laughs> I think Square Enix is doing something interesting as well. Depending on how many to- uh, how many days you're subbed. Not consecutive. It doesn't have to be cons- consecutive. If you're just up yeah. for 30, 60, or 90 days and stuff like that, you get bonuses. Like, you'll, yeah, you'll items get items and stuff, and stuff like, like that. that. Like, after the first 30 days, you'll get an item that allows you to, if you don't like your appearance or race or gender or whatever, you can change it, which I'm looking yeah. forward to because I feel like I made a huge mistake. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I like my little dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, go ahead. One, one thing I was just wondering about is... Uh, uh, current content in the game like how i know like guild wars 2 what they've kind of been doing the last several months is kind of like this every other week kind of yeah, mini update yeah yeah to, to yeah. like a the, certain event or whatnot and i know guild wars 2 is it's it's reaching or has recently reached its one year milestone where they had a more uh, a bigger update with their armor classes and things like that i was just wondering how is final fantasy 14 uh a Romer born how do yeah. they plan on updating this and keeping things fresh <laughs> yeah Guild Wars 2 is the outlier, I think, in MMO updates because they fo- they have various teams working on smaller uh, smaller patches, which essentially amount to uh, uh, big patches by the time like uh, by the frequency of like other MMOs. So like three months worth of biweekly patches for Guild Wars 2 amounts to a three month a patch in three months for a normal MMO. So that's what yeah, FF14 is going for with this. Yeah, the, the great thing about 14, what they're planning, well, uh, obviously, it's, we're talking about the future here, so it, it all remains to be seen. But the cool thing is is that what they're saying is that in uh, in a couple months, they're going to release the patch uh, 2.1, is what they're calling it. It Basically, it's going to introduce the housing system, which is going to be for, like, free companies, which are basically, like, guild the houses. big guilds that people yeah. can have it. Yeah, it's, it's some of the stuff is par- runs parallel to some of the other MMOs, but it, it's going to finally put in the PvP content, which, you know, it might be because of the time it launched or something that they couldn't put that in right away but it's that they're going to add in um um, new dungeons uh new story content uh daily quest system and uh, i think they're going to add new primal battles primal battles which you know is like ifrit and uh summons they're summons so they're trying to go for like they're trying to go for like 30 uh three month updates which is like i guess typical for a normal mmo like I'd say, it's a, I'd say it's about four months. I think I think they say three months. I think it's going to end up being four months. Yeah, but it's yeah. So they were talking about it's going to be significant updates like that every three months, and also that they also plan on releasing expansion packs. But they said that they might not be able to do that until like maybe in a couple. I don't of years. think the three month patch I think is a good idea in my opinion. I'd rather have it the Guild Wars style where they just have smaller patches okay. over uh, over a period of time. Then not have a patch until like three months later. I feel like I think it's I think they were talking about significant updates, but they'll still in between that no, they'll probably the, release like small small. Well, updates. like the thing is, like even Guild Wars Two, like they don't seem significant at the time, but it basically amounts to what a patch normal MMO patch would look like after three months. That's the thing. Like it is essentially a big patch. It's just it's yeah. just a big patch dispersed out over a period of time is what it is. And I'd rather much have that because then it keeps me playing almost every week. Whereas this, I'm more like, oh, I'll just uh, not sub until the new content comes out. And then once I'm done with that content, I'll just unsub. Like, it just, you know what I mean? It just, I don't think it's smart. Yeah, it, I, I guess it kind of remains to be seen what, if they, if that's the only time they plan on updating it, at the same time, it's like, 
based on the way things are going, maybe they need that three months. But it's it's. Uh, um, I'd also be curious to see. I mean, obviously, plans can change. They can completely go in a different direction later on based on how things, uh, how they react to the first pumps. But, uh, I, and you were talking about the um, the monthly rewards and stuff like that. I think it's that the, there's promise of this type of content to be pumped out like this. It's obviously very um, encouraging. I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who's like, once I quit Final Fantasy XI, I tried to get back into it, but I couldn't afford to pay the monthly fee and stuff like that. It's like, if they're going to do that, if they're going to put in a monthly fee, um, I want to know that it's I'm getting a nice return from it. It's promising. I'm not going to say I'm going to stick with it um, a ton because I've had, I felt with other games too, but it's, if they keep up and keep coming up with new ideas for stuff like that, it's, I, I feel, I feel, um, comfortable with paying that type of fee. If that, if, if that's what I'm going to get from it. Yeah. I, I guess it just varies on the person. I can't see me my, personally. I can't see it really seeing that working for me. Just, I would get, uh, yeah, it's it's from person to person, really. It's um, it obviously it depends on what exactly those major updates contain, uh, and you know if 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 they're promising more story content, and uh, obviously we both agreed so far that the story part of it has been the biggest draw. Then it's it uh, I'm okay with spending a little bit extra money if it means I'm getting um, hours more of that type of content yeah. each month, each 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 major update. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think that's <laughs> we did talk a lot about Tales of Exilia until in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I guess real quick we can kind of talk about there's a couple events coming up up this month in September. Uh, Sony's got one. Their, yeah, well, well, Sony's got their event on the ninth. Um, that maybe they'll announce some some new projects that they have yeah, going on. Hopefully, our- for sure it's going to be the PS4 kind of launch details. Um, we, yeah, for Japan. For Japan, of course. And we'll, we'll see if there's anything with that uh, in terms of what Sony and Japan Studios might have it, maybe even doing. Uh, like they're working yeah. on some sort of RPG, right? Like dub Yeah, the rumor is Final that there's, killers, or dub. there's a Final Fantasy, yeah, Final Fantasy competitor. And they also, I think they have like three um, RPG projects going on. One of them happens to be a Final Fantasy competitor. But they also have Freedom Wars, which I, I really am excited to hear and more about that game. rumored a Demon Souls too, apparently. I heard that. Demon Souls 2, yeah. yeah. They uh, apparently they're still they're working with um Fum Software no. or something. Good. Well they uh, on the side, not that. I'm talking about like on the side, they're also working with Fum Software and something. I don't know oh. if it's an RPG. They they talked about that back at E three, um but nothing really they didn't talk about it too much. And so there's that and then of course T G S is this month. I have so. no hope for this T G S. Do you think you don't think we're going to have any RPGs at launch? Uh, wait, so far been like yes, next gen launch for Japan at least. Next, um, next gen Japan launch? No, I don't think. I don't. I don't think yeah, so either. It's, it's hard to be optimistic. But, <laughs> yeah, it's because well, it's because that they're still focusing on this current gen, obviously. And there's, and I mean, there's some been there's some there's some, been some great games coming out like years after the consoles I mean, came out. Studios that are still out. doing stuff on PS3, like Rain and. Uh, Puppeteer. Yeah, but that's obviously to extend the live Gran Turismo six yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's um that that's polygamy, is it, is but, but so. isn't Mac Sony Studios Japan as well? Yes it yes. is. That and that and Puppeteer, yeah. yeah. So um but Puppeteer is the I think I think what they're trying to do is I think they're trying to wrap up all projects currently for this generation and they're just trying to have like 
it, it's a soft launch. It's, it's not. It's a, they. Like, I've seen people saying like this is going to be the biggest launch of gaming industry. Like, yeah, I guess like in respect to sales. Sony, Sony people yeah. say that for every launch. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I see that in respect to sales, but this is an extremely soft launch because like a lot of these uh, titles that are coming out uh, launch day are not that good. Like there's launch no killer app. Yeah, there's no killer uh, app. Like, well, is, kill, is Killzone a killer app? Wait, is that even launch? No. Yeah, it's at launch. I, I Killzone is launch. I think it, but the thing is, like, a lot of the good games, like, even for the Xbox One, they're coming out, like, spring. Like, the killer app for uh, PS4 is Infamous Second Son. That's not coming out until... It's a killer app. I mean... Yeah, I think it's a killer app. The first two weren't. The infamous original. Infamous Second Son is being marketed, like, as the killer app for I PS4. Well, it, it also depends on what you're looking for. For me personally, I'm huge in indie games, and so there's going to be a ton of those. Not all for 2013, but um, there's they already someone put out like a list of a hundred games that were have been announced for the PlayStation 4 so far. There have been there have been a hundred games announced for that system well, already. Well, I saw um, a bunch in the respect that there are no hard hitters. Like it, they're not coming in guns blazing. That's, yeah, but that, but then again, that's kind of typical for the launch. It's about the and Sony's Sony's always promised a big launch but obviously the biggest problem that they've had especially with like the vita is that the months following it and so they need it 2000 launch 2013 is all well and good for me personally it's that they need to have a strong 2014 mm-hmm. otherwise it's like it's just like last when i bought my playstation 3 out it was sitting collecting dust i never oh. understood the need for this, i don't maybe i just don't understand marketing for something like i understand that holiday season is a big thing like that i don't understand why they felt the need to like just release it on holiday season like why can't they re- release both of these games when they have like really good games out ready for launch it's, day it's it's all about the about, about the marketing about the everyone's focus yeah. is on buying presents stuff like that it's like black friday it's about you're Christmas. not gonna everyone's buying yeah, the everyone's I, I i think you know just people like when they're thinking about buying that's in november and december yeah, and like oh and, and just kind of get caught up in the hype of that sony released their new playstation and uh you can buy this and you can have it for the holidays and it's it's like stocking yeah, up before and, then it's like even I think Killzone, you know, it's it's not like the the most popular Sony franchise by any means, but I think that's a decent launch game for them to have. Yeah, it looks and really then, good. I really look. And good, then Infamous, to yeah, and then Infamous is coming, you know, soon after that. And then of course, you know, the Naughty Dog has has to have a game they're working on, and Sony's Sony Santa Monica. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, um, if they can get these, you know, I. I it's arguable if Killzone is a good is a, uh, I guess not not the best word, but popular launch game that I think that'll stand well on its own. But I think yeah. th- I think it's I think the strategy that they have is to have you know something and then uh, to keep that kind of a steady flow going with with games uh, hopefully. Yeah, even even if they're banking off of old franchises and stuff like that, Killzone Shadowfall is a much different game than the original two, especially the original three. And so it's obviously it, it banking off of that, but at the same time, it's it's also that Sony first party studios. I mean, as, as incredible as they can be at times, it's I'm more looking forward to what these other the RPG developers can create using that hardware. So it's like I really am excited to see what like. Atlas can make uh, what Nipponichi can make, what um, Level Five can actually do without not without releasing some multi-platform Wonder, social game. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Like, it's like, I want, and, that, 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 and of course, that doesn't mean that that's all they're making, of course. Even if they announce those titles, it's like they could still be working on something big. They just didn't have the time to announce it. They don't have anything to show for it. So I was like, I, hopefully a new Valkyria Chronicles for ha, the PlayStation 4. That'd be nice. It's probably coming exclusive to the Wii U, so and then I'll probably buy well, a Wii Sky's U for Arcadia, that. So. too, is... Skies of Arcade, Legend no. of Dragon 2. You make me so sad. I love that game. <laughs> I never played it. It's, uh, I'll play it like it's one of the gems of Last Gen, I would say. Last Gen? Yeah. Is Dreamcast part of that? I guess that No, it came up for the GameCube. It came out for the Dreamcast oh, Legends. before that. Yeah, Dreamcast. yeah, well, Dreamcast was original, and then they they made the better GameCube version for the GameCube. Talking about Legends. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is better. GameCube didn't have, like, sliding characters, like, running against the floor. It was like, they fixed a lot of the problems with that game, but it's random encounters a billion, I heard. I think so. the PS4 has a stronger, steady stream of games that I'm more interested in than the Xbox One does. Yeah, it's 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 because, for me personally, it's because I got hit hard, because when I bought the 360, I saw Blue Dragon and, Lo- Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey. I was like, well, that's okay, I, you got my attention. Maybe this is Miss Walker saying that they're going to be putting out more games. That's pretty much all they put out so far. They put out that DS game and then that last story, which didn't come out uh, until years later. So, like, after being... And also the fact that a lot of the 360 games came out for the PC. Personally, I'm I'm not looking at the Xbox One right now. That doesn't mean I can't look at it later, but uh-huh. I think it's because there's, there's, like, exclusive partnerships with Sony that I'm... I guess I'm moving more towards that. That's the real reason why I, I'm interested in PlayStation 4. It's because I, I uh, based off... For, for the, RPGs, uh, I just don't think you'll get much argument that PlayStation is the, yeah. probably a better place to look don't, right don't now. Don't come out, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Any RPG, big RPG you can think of, you'll know that it'll come out for the PlayStation yeah. 4. I think it'll just be... I think it'll... I don't expect anything prominent like at TGS at all, like... Yeah, so? I just I can't see them re- announcing anything interesting for next gen. Like even for current, like or saying anything details. Like Square Enix said, like they said they're going to show FF15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 at TGS. I'm like, do I really expect new info for these games? Like really? Like it's tidbits. Yeah, I might get tidbits. It's not actually only boys. Yeah, yeah. They'll introduce like the other characters, like that girl with the black hair. They'll talk more about her. They'll show the ins. Yeah, the that's it. Hey, we got HG Towns, everybody. We'll talk about the sheep. If there are no brothels in Final Fantasy 15, I'll be disappointed in you, Square Enix. Okay. Whoa. I'm so just kidding. that, huh? Uh, it's it, it's probably also because that you know they're still trying to use this hardware. We'll probably, yeah, we'll probably not see anything. They did. I've been hearing people talk about like these publishers talking about how it's going to be the biggest TGS ever. So who knows what exactly that means? Hmm. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Really? I'm not saying that I agree with it. I'm just saying that's what they must know something is. that we don't. Cut. Exactly. That's what I... Every, I hope it's just not talking about 15 and King of Hearts. Like, that's not... Like that's eight weeks on fire. <laughs> Persona 5 will finally be announced, guys. Not at TGS. Oh, It'll be leaked. Like, a yeah. week before. <laughs> yep. That's fine. Uh, they, they usually announce stuff before TGS exactly. anyway, so it's okay. That's why we'll the weeks final. leading up to TGS will be fun. TGS itself will be... We already heard about this. What you what doing? About, what about Last hey. Guardian, guys? That's really not that. anything yeah. anymore. They did They did say that they're... It went from that Famitsu interview said that they're focused on Knack and Puppeteer this right now. Like the other so Sony dead. Chances. This title is so dead. If it eventually does resurface, it's going to be, I feel, very different <laughs> than what we remember. Or it's, I, you know, it's well, they were talking so about how, like, 
It's not actually, actually a griffin, guys. That's a T-Rex. Well, we didn't know much about it to begin with. That's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I want a pet T-Rex. Anyways. But they did They did, They did. did say that a lot of the stuff that Iwata was trying to do with the PlayStation 3 was just impossible with I, that hardware. I, so it's like, it's, like, really hard for them to do. Maybe I'll... Uh, that's why I, I, I'm sure I'm not, <laughs> there's been a ton of people who already said this, but expect it to be a PlayStation 4 title and that um, it might be, because I mean, it, wasn't it first revealed at E3 anyway? No. Yes. I thought it was, like it was first revealed there, the first oh, time, because they had the little image. Yeah, you're right. Image. It was like leaked in like May or April, yeah, yeah, you're right, I think so. Yeah, and that's not to say that the next time we'll see it will be then as well, because, you know, I think people are leaning a little bit away from these big events and just saying, okay, we're going to announce it, like Nintendo does. So it's... I'm just I, I confused think, as to how, what the dev for this game was, because remember, like, a long time ago they said, like, in PlayStation, uh, the Japanese PlayStation magazine, they're like, yeah, this game is coming out later this year. Like, why why did they say that if it was coming out later this year, unless they didn't have a good chunk done or something like that? Like, I don't understand well, what, what is wrong with, what is going wrong with the development of this game. They they had like a like they had like a, a special where they were where it was showing off like different parts of the game like to this camera crew at their computers at the, in their um in the studio. So it's like they they were. I feel like they just scrapped it and they're remaking this game multiple times like again and again and again and again like. It could be. I mean, it's it's hard to say because we didn't even really know what that game was in anyway. So it's like it, all all we had going off of was like a couple teaser trailers and showing some of the footage but like so much of that game was so so much unknown like even if they do reveal it it's like what's our response going to be like oh this is what they did it's like i have no idea what exactly the original one had and what this one changed so it's like uh, it's as long as that game as long as uh, something of that caliber exists i hope because I, I also want to know what Irate is actually going to be doing after he's done with this you know it's like he's not he's in an independent studio now you know, he's a freelancer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is he just going to go around and just helping out different projects? Because it's like it, he's been working on this game for like seven, eight years now. So I just I don't know. So, I have no idea. Yeah, that's a lot of Last Guardian talk and RPG RPG podcast. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess we'll call it on this one. So yeah, it's um, obviously September is going to be another big month. Um, then we're leading into the next couple months with the PlayStation Four coming out and Xbox One coming out in November. So it's the next few months is supposed to be pretty exciting. So well, finally we'll have a lot to talk about aside from yelling at each other. So I I don't like yelling at each other. Yeah, you do. Let's not do that. You should. <laughs> broken family. It's all. It's it's broken bonds. Mm. So. All right, great. So, uh, yeah, so um, I'd like to thank our um, guests. I don't know where... Our staff. Our, uh, our staff, Adam, David, Simon, thank you a lot for showing up. I hate being here. Me. I want to uh, leave. Uh, you are leaving. I love being You're here. You're going to go drink yourself to sleep. Yeah, okay. Uh, go try logging into Final Fantasy. Oh, I'm, I've actually been in for the past 20 minutes. Ha! Wait, okay, ha! it only took, like, an hour, all right? It only took an hour. I don't care. Ha! Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what Time for me to go order store online. Jerk. Oh. Second volume up yet? Wait, did, so. did we stop, or are we still going? No, we're still oh, going. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Bye. I just want to leave it Bye. Bye.